Hello and welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo here on my channel, and I'm really pleased to have with me tonight Brother JT. Um, you, you're fine with JT, right? Um, yeah, I'll probably call you Jacob at some point in time, but this is Brother JT. He's um, graciously taken time to join me here on this channel. So we're going to talk through a lot of things tonight. And um, man, I am so, so excited. Hopefully everything, prayerfully everything as far as technology wise keeps working itself out. And, yep. um, <laughs> and that's all we can um, pray to do to see if that happens. So anyways, um, let's get some of the, the main stuff out of the way as far as, um, you know, plugging all the stuff. Um, so the podcast, we're going to be on on podcast.com. Um, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio Podcast, all under the name Let This Mind Be In You Ministries Podcast. Uh, so you can check that out. We're also on Facebook, uh, Facebook at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. So check it out there um, for any kind of you want to leave a message or anything like that. Lots of different ways to get a hold of the uh, the ministry, get a hold of me, and uh, ltmbiy at yahoo.com is where you can email me. And um, well, I haven't told you this yet, JT, but I got, uh, I think my first scam person that, um, sent me an email. So that was interesting. It was, oh. it was a fascinating uh, thing to read. And I was just like, you can, you know, when you can tell somebody's trying to set you up, mm -hmm. it was a total setup. And I was like, okay, so <laughs> here we go. You know, when you go out there in the public, here it comes. So, uh, yep. crazies <laughs> and all that kind of stuff start coming out. But anyways, that's all that stuff out of the way. Thank you for joining me. I, uh, I I can't thank you enough for, for joining me here live here on a Friday night. And uh, so we're going to go ahead and get started right away because we have a lot to cover. I want to make sure that my guest has a lot of time to, um, to speak because sometimes I tend to dominate conversations. So I don't want to do that. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into some questions. Now we haven't pre-worked out any questions, but I did tell you obviously that, you know, just like my other live interviews, I just want to talk about your background a little bit. I just want to get to know you a little bit more. And, um, and I know the brethren, some of you brethren that are on here right now, probably, probably already know this, but I was impressed when I first, uh, saw you on your channel. I was like, man, this guy looks really young. And then when you told me how young you actually are last night, I was like, <laughs> wow. But I appreciate your zeal. And so just tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, you don't have to give any specifics of like exactly where you are in the world or anything like that. But just let me know um, however you want to go with that. You know, how you were raised, grew up, and um, tell me about your your testimony. Uh, you, you talked to me a little bit about it last night. But uh, just go ahead and just go through shortly on that. And uh, okay. I'll let you go ahead and start. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess I'll start a little bit. About, again about who I am my background then I'll just kind of work up from beginning to now um so again for those um who don't know my name is uh, Jacob M. Thompson some people you can call me Jake um you can call me JT I do not mind at all um I've been called many names in my yeah, life so I, yeah, yeah. so, <laughs> so I'm fine with I'm fine with anything um but um there, there's plenty I know there's plenty of Jakes um that touch with me so if you want to refer to me as JT no problem um so as Brother Mike uh, pointed out, yes, um, as you can't, if you can't already tell, I'm a definitely a young man, especially if I shave the beard, I look really young. Um, yeah. um, just, um, just to make it publicly known, I don't, I don't mind saying it. Um, 
I would say just a little um, under a month from now, I will be uh, 20 years old um, in the flesh. Um, uh, spiritually, I have been uh, born again and saved um, for, for several years now. Um, so again, we'll just kind of get into my, my background. So um, I was um, again, uh, I was born in uh, 1999, um, right? Uh, <laughs> so like I said, very, very, very young. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's my senior year of high school, my senior year of high school, brother JT, my senior year of high school in 1999. <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> but that just shows you how again the Lord He can use just about. Amen. Word. Amen. Um, and give give all the give all the glory uh, to him because I never thought he put me in the position I am now. Um, but to get a little bit about my background, I live here in uh, northern Indiana, um, right on the. I live uh, currently in Granger, which is right on the border of uh, of the northern border of uh, Indiana and Michigan. I mean, it's literally just like two minutes away across the border. Hmm. Um, to give to kind of give a time more, uh, I guess a little a spot in the map. Depending on traffic, about fifteen to twenty minutes, maybe. In, Shorter than that, you will find uh, the city of South Bend and the University of Notre Dame as a kind of a landmark as to mm-hmm. where I'm at. Um, and so again, just to kind of my upbringing, um, I would say again now according to the world standards, they would say that I was born in a Christian home. Um, but looking at it now as I'm born again, um, I would say no, mm-hmm. uh, it was not. Um, uh, and for multiple reasons, which, which we'll get through in a minute, but um, uh, again, we live in again the, the city of Granger is, if I'm not mistaken, I think is the wealthiest city in all of Indiana by GDP per capita. If I'm not mistaken, even more mm. than Indianapolis. If that wow. kind of gives you that, if that kind of gives you the idea, it, it may it may not be anymore. I don't know. Don't quote me, but I know it's up there. Right. Um, I I do know at one point in time it was, but I will say where I live right now, it's a a very suburban area. I would I mean, not city like where it has we don't, we don't got skyscrapers. Sure. No, yeah. but very, very nice, very suburban. Um, definitely um, snooty. Um, definitely the, definitely the kind of thing like when you when when like you're sipping your tea and you got to have your finger in the air. Sure, sure. <laughs> you yeah. know, one of those a little bit. Um, because where I live, in particular, tends to be a little more liberal. Um, mm. Indiana is usually a very red state. Sure. Um, but where I live specifically is more liberal. Um, cause we currently have the mayor of South Bend is running for president. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a whole nother can of worms. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We'll avoid those, uh, conversations yeah, yeah, we'll, if we we'll can tonight. But anyway, um, I will uh, definitely say I was, um, in, uh, incredibly, um, privileged. Um, I will say that, um, basically didn't have to lift a finger mm. for anything. Didn't have to really do anything, really no chores, no really responsibilities, because we live in a very wealthy neighborhood. Um, my dad was the bringing a constant wealth. Um, and and I will just say because of that, he was always at work. And then, which we'll get into this a little bit, my mother really, really didn't raise me that much. Um, she was home all the time, but never really raised me, never really trained me about anything. And to put in perspective, I was literally one of these um, – these uh these kids when you see like those those stereotypical pictures of kids sitting like right in front of a tv screen well that was me hmm. i was that little 45 year old kid and i remember i would, I would uh, go in my parents room sit on this little stool and just literally put my face like an inch away from the tv screen as i'm watching you know spongebob or whatever it was on during my my um 
my time, you know, being really young, just stuff like that. Again, very much into video games. I was playing stuff like Halo mm. as far, far as back as like three or four. Then and, and it was under the veil of, well, he's too young. He's not going to get what's going on, yeah. which is not smart at all. Um, but that's just how, how I was raised. And then that stuff plants, you know, stuff in your mind. Mm. It immediately de- de- desensitizes you to, you know, just murder and um, just all at a very young age. Because um, that's what, for those who don't know what Halo is, that's that, that's a, that's a you know, like first person shooter where you go on and you shoot aliens and stuff. Right. And, that's and so that's just kind of how I was raised on that. Um, and uh, so to say now, as far as um, um, church life, I guess you could, we'll call it. Um, never really went to uh, to, to any church buildings. Never uh, ex- well, on the exception of, of Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. that was the exception. Um, and that I did that till I was ten years old. I yeah, I, I think I was ten years old. I think it was when I, when I stopped doing that. Um, but I would always go to my my grandmother's church on my mom's side. Um, I couldn't tell you what denomination it was. I don't, I don't think it was Catholic, but it was, it had to be Protestant at least. Okay. For what, for what I can remember looking at it, just by just the the trappistries and whatever. So I think that's what it was. And when I would go there, I went there not because I wanted to worship the Savior and, and celebrate His res- resurrection from the dead, which by the way, that's uh, which did not happen on Easter, but that's a different story. Mm. Um, mm. But I, but I went there. Um, going not for that intention but because of the easter egg hunt or the candy for the prizes and 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 the easter egg and the uh, right. the, uh, the easter bunny you know um and yep. so and already at that young age and i actually at that young age i already kind of learned to really hate the bible hmm. i look back on it because i actually i at that young age i already kind of learned to mock it because if you watch that those tv shows like i was watching all them sitcoms hmm. they can't if you again i think we all know this they constantly are taking little subtle jabs and pokes at this stuff, you know, mm. at, at Christ and, yeah. and Christianity. They constantly do. And so already at that age, I learned, I don't need this because I thought I had everything at the young age. Like I said, I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have, I had everything I ever wanted. I just, I asked for it. I got it. Right. It's, it's because, just because we had amassed so much wealth. Um, my, my dad just worked his, his butt off to get to where we at now and the money we had. Right. And all he wanted to do was just be the best dad he could, and you know, and you know, give glory to him. He he did what he could, you know, as, as a dad. He he did great. Um, so it, it sounds like it's just a, it's a really kind of atypical, or it's a typical type of um, upbringing that you would see in America. And in America, we're spoiled beyond yeah, it. I, very, very. I mean, I've 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 been all over the world, brother, and um, you know, the way that most of the world lives, um, most Americans would just be completely oh my goodness like how do people even live like this and people are really happy and they're living in what we would consider destitute poverty you know it's like oh my goodness you know all those commercials you know support this person for you know 50 cents a day or something like and it's like yeah well they're pretty happy and they have you know food and raiment and they're satisfied and um Mm -hmm. some i've met some uh, christians around the world too that are some of the strongest Christians I know because they don't have the trappings of all this other stuff and um, they're sure. dependent and we as a nation are, are very spoiled. Um, so that's, that's pretty, um, I guess you would say typical of the American upbringing. Um, I was, I lived for a, quite a, a long time in Indiana myself, you know, central Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, 
that's where I came in the Navy and everything like that. But um, so you you said uh, you're 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 fairly young. You've been saved for what did you say five or six years now, or somewhere around there. Yeah, four, four or five. I'd, yeah. But um, walk me through that uh, as far as the the moment where you kind of realized, like, wow, there, there's, I don't have any righteousness within myself. I, I'm I'm in a lot of trouble. Take me to that moment, like, kind of where you were at on that on your in your testimony. Okay, um, I'll answer that, but I'm gonna give a little more time or backstory to that to how I got to that point. There's a few little steps that they get me there. So fast forward um, a little bit, if you can imagine, I mean. I had to have been the most prideful person imaginable. I mean, I was ex- extremely proud. Um, I mean, I was. I mean, I was really running around telling people that, oh, oh, you know, you'll you'll never break me. You can't break me. And, and that was just my ignorant <laughs> young man self. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, right. Um, but that's just how ignorant I was. And again, a lot of that stuff came from the influence of my TVs and my video games, my little alternate fantasy world that I lived in. Um, but anyway, the, what, what, the things that helped that, that got me there to the point where I became broken. Uh, one of the things, and this is the one thing both my, my mom and dad definitely enforced heavily in my childhood was, was to do good in school. And they taught me a great work ethic. Oh, they, you know, hey, you give, you give praise to them. They taught me how to have a great work ethic. So I've always been, I've always worked hard and I took my studies very seriously. I had straight A's for the longest amount of time. I was involved in the orchestra. You know, I had accolades as a bass player. I played football, wrestling, hmm. track and field, and I had all, and I had, and I had success in those as well. Um, now that being said though, again, what happened, one of the, the first little things that happened was when, when I reached my freshman year of high school, it's the first time I ever, I, I truly felt like I actually felt the darkness, if I can say it that way, for, for lack of a better term. And I actually felt dead inside. I, it was the first mm-hmm. time I really felt it. And I never felt that before. Because, um, again, th- to give you background, my high school I went to is uh, Penn High School uh, here in Mishawaka, Indiana. It's just a quick little drive over here. Um, they have about 4,000 students, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Very big, and they're incredibly competitive. They win at everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. And so it's basically one of the things, like, if, if you don't win the championship that year, oh, you know, oh, that team stinks, you know, <laughs> you know, for hmm. our yeah. standards. So we have a high standard, you know, of dominating people. Um, and so when it went, and so then when I went there, um, I really felt the darkness and I, I, and I saw stuff early on when back when I was in middle school, I saw some of the weird like stuff, like again, evolution. Because I, because again, I basically lived like an atheist my entire life. I was basically an atheist, but I, I was a guy that said I, I believed in God. That like that was literally it. I said I believed God. That was it. I, oh, very radical, very, very radical, easy believism if you could. Mm. Um, but that was just about as far as it went. That I had like like a little philosophies I kind of heard here, here and there, and that's about it. Anyway, one of the things that first got to me was just how ridiculous the education was, and I finally dawned on me like you know. First of all, I don't remember any of this stuff. I haven't learned anything. Mm. And the stuff they're teaching us, it finally dawned on me, hold on, this does just this just does not make sense. I'm never gonna not only does it not make sense, I'm never gonna be able to use it, you know. That just there's no application to any of this stuff. And we won't get into that for the sake of time. But the point is, I was like, this stuff is ridiculous, you know. And especially with evolution, it hit me, I'm just like, I'm like, okay, you know what, I'm sorry. And it eventually dawned on me too, like, you know. You know, you guys have never actually proven any of this stuff. You're just kind of giving me a lot of theories. Mm. 
you, you, you've given me theories, but you're teaching it like it's fact. And I'd see textbooks and they would show like, again, the famous depiction of what, what's that, what's that chimpanzee, um, um, uh, Lucy. Mm-hmm. And then they have Lucy and then they go all the way from us. And it's like, well, you can't, first of all, you can't show me any transitions. You can't show me the, it just, you can't show me the full on exoskeletons of them. It just, it was stuff like that. I'm like, something's not adding up here. It just isn't right. Yeah. And, um, that was one thing. Second thing, um, cause that, cause then that led me to go like, okay, this is bogus. There's, this isn't right. Secondly, with sports, I had dropped the orchestra because I, I was a bass player. Like I said, I was successful at it. I had a lot of, uh, I have a whole thing of awards and accolades for it. Uh, my dad was also a bass player. He used to play in a in a metal band, very um, talented, very successful as well on his end. So I, again, I had a very heavy rock and roll influence from the very, before I was even born, I was hearing this stuff in the womb, you know? very very influential because i had you know, the long hair and all that stuff all that all right so i was taken after my my dad a little bit anyway i decided to put that aside and i wanted to focus fully on sports football was my main sport and then long story short i mean if you could ever talk about highway robbery and politics it goes on everywhere we know this but i mean it was just getting me insane where i had a coach um actually call me a a system kid or basically, I just kind of go through the system, and you'll oh, you'll play your senior year, but you know, mm. and, and and believe me, and this is and, and this is a, a, a you know, and, and anyone that knows me knows I'm an extremely hard worker. Mm. When I set my mind to something, I'm gonna do it, and and that's because that's just how I was raised. You just you're either in or you're out. You know, I mean, why stay around in the middle? Just mm. go hard yeah. the best you can, and do the and do the best you can. Again, and I'm and again, I was and I was not someone that said I was not like I'm the best athlete here. Not that way at all, but I. Anyone there is there could see that I, I just I just simply deserve that I earned my my share, and that didn't happen, and then just one thing after another just kept spawning out of control of that, and uh, that was that. Thirdly, um, I had an issue. Well, no, well, it wasn't so much with me per se, but my parents, um, and I never I've never publicly said this, um, but I'm, I'm at the point where I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it now. Okay. Uh, this is the first time I've ever said this on camera. Um, again, my mom and dad, they had a whole lot of problems. And this has been going on for a long thing. We could send, we could spend the next year mm. talking about this. Mm. So I'll just keep it brief, uh, best, the best I can. But mainly, like I said, I alluded to this earlier, my mom was never a mother. She simply wasn't. Um, she's my, And I hate saying it, it, it pains me, but I'm at the point where this is where it's at. Um, my mother is my mother because I came from her. And that's about really where it's at. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, she uh, she she finally divorced my dad. Um, she left um, a month before my graduation. Oh. Uh, but anyway, and it became apparent that, and this is I'm not making this up. Um, she was physically um, poisoning and tampering with my dad's food and my food and other things. Oh goodness. And yeah, you know, and my and you can see in my health. I mean, I have pictures how much more ballooned up I looked because I, because now I've lost a lot of weight plus with the Lord's help Mm. of natural health and just better exercise because I'm in the best shape of my life now. And I still have, I still have way more to go. You know, I I still have way more improvements to make, but because I was, I was much heavier than I am now. I was, I was, I was extremely overweight. I was, I was a very gluttonous guy too. That was the thing I struggled with a lot, you know, and still do in Mm. so many ways. But the point is, I mean, she wasn't helping. She was literally, 
tampering with our food. She was trying to ba- trying to get my dad killed. I was a, a pawn. I was still a poker chip, and she was trying to get my dad killed. Wow. Le- legitimate. And like I said, we can go on and on and on. And the str- and mm. I couldn't sleep at night. I, and the, the stress would just kill me. I mean, I literally was like on the verge. I thought I was having a heart attack because my chest was like so tense. Because I mean, everything was just falling apart around me. I'm just mm. like, it's just getting ridiculous, you know? And, and, cause, and like I said, with going back to the school thing, I was seeing my future. I thought, is this all there is to life? Because again, I was a spoiled little kid. And I've had, and, and this has happened with so many kids my generation. We've had the kitchen sink and then some handed to us. Sure. We've experienced everything when, when we're five, you know? Mm. And, that, and that's why teen suicide's gone up. If you think about it, because everyone's experienced everything by that age and then they look at their future oh i'm gonna be sitting i'm gonna be doing a nine to five job sitting behind a little cubicle because that's all school is for anymore anyway i can that's a whole other tangent go off yeah well um, let me uh let me stop you just for a second just go on a little a little side note um i was reading you know the name of the channel let this mind be in you you were in philippians 2 just just today on a on a video Mm -hmm. um but it you know, I actually just want the brethren to turn here real quick because you just mentioned something talking about, you know, teen suicide and uh, mass shootings and different things that we see um, going on around us. And I know this in context is uh, Paul is dealing with the church there at Philippi, but I just want to read this real quick to you um, and and see how this it resonates with you, if it resonates, because it, it resonated with me and says, if they're be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded. Of course, this is speaking about the church there. Mm-hmm. Having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, The <laughs> that's interesting in and of itself, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, listen to this, let each esteem other better than themselves. And I think, JT, what you were talking about your generation, and that's pretty much all generations um, to a certain extent, the self-esteem movement is about them. And Mm -hmm. if things don't happen the way that it's for them, it's like, well, I'm just going to go out and and harm a lot of people or myself. Right. Right. And because they're esteeming themselves, and we know what's missing. We know that the renewed life, the new creature, the Holy Spirit moving in so that mind of Christ is there so that then the Holy Spirit can teach to start esteeming others more highly than yourself. Because once you start being internal and like, well, it's all about me, my esteem. Mm. See, that's, that's the unscriptural way of going about it. By the way, for both lost people, obviously they need to get saved and have that mind. Let this mind be in you. But for Christians, Born again, Bible believing Christians that are new creatures in Christ need to go to that verse as well because it happens a lot in in different um, home churches, uh, any church for that matter, because they try to esteem themselves. And that's why everything's done in strife and vainglory and all these different things. So I just wanted to kind of go off on a caveat there because I've been oh, thinking sure. about that for um, ever since all those things that happened. Um, I believe in Texas and Ohio and so forth and so on. Right. Right. You know, it's always in the news and there's, you know, you mentioned teen suicide and suicide in general um, is, is, is on the rise because people don't have that hope. 
And yeah, exactly. so you were, from what I'm hearing, you were around, you were there. You, you were at the, at your wits end, so to speak. You were just like, oh my goodness, like what else, what else can go wrong? You're at that point. And, but I know, I know the best part is coming up. Um, the, yep. the, the best part. So just walk me through that brother. And, um, and we'll, we'll go on to, um, we'll go on to the book after that. But, um, I just wanted to mention that. And this yeah, is what, as a, as a, as a host, as a host, that's, uh, that's steering the conversation, but also going back to God's word. And yep. so you were esteeming yourself, you know, and you, exactly. you were disappointed, but then Jesus came in. So go ahead and tell me about that. And so within all while that was going on, because like you like like I was about to get to, um, I saw my future and I was like, if this is all life is, why bother? Why try? Forget it. I'm done. I'm gonna kill myself. I was mm -hmm. like, that's it. I'm done. Forget it. I don't care anymore. Like, what's this world have to offer me? You know, it's just that's just I, no. I, I mean, I mean, I really was at a low spot. Like I said, because because. If I wasn't gonna kill myself, my stress and all the problems I've just described would have. Um, that's just where I was at. And but it, but but now within that time period though, within that time period, I and and a little bit before that too as well, I was starting to hear more stuff about Jesus Christ and the Bible. Again, now there was always that kind of that little, you know, light here and there throughout my entire life that was peppered throughout. Um, not very much, but it was here or there. And so then my dad, he started reintroducing a lot of that stuff into the home again, because again, now, cause now we, we had, we, we had each other's back more than ever now because of what was going on. Plus too, cause uh, he's in the housing market. And then we're, and when the recession happened, right. You know, yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we, I mean, this Granger town, I mean, a lot of people lost, lost everything, you know? Um, but anyway, um, so, um, what happened like i was seeing more more stuff about this stuff and we were watching more stuff on tv like stuff like the history channel national geographic and i would tell you up front i, I think a lot of you would agree that a lot of that stuff is is heretical um there's definitely a bias and towards uh Roman catholicism i think we could i think we could, we could agree with that um needless to say though it was still stuff that was there and i finally was starting to come around like you know i'm kind of i want to i'm a little more interested because i remember that I, this always rings true with me there was a show it's called it was just called the bible and it was a really mm. big production they had on, on the history channel yeah. I, remember I used to and i watched i it remember for that yeah years. yeah i mean i watched that for several years and i, and I was kind of like you know because again these are the same stories i heard about when i was younger because you know, I, I went to i went to a, a methodist preschool and everything and i i heard all the same old stories and i was like you know okay i've held the bible in my hand i know there's more than just dan and the lion's den you know you know, mm -hmm. not knocking that story, but I know there's there's more to it than that. Um, and so then I wanted to take a little more interest, and because I wasn't getting it from the, these TV shows, these TV shows was just the same old junk. So I think it was. Don't quote me on this, but I think it was kind of around where I officially around January of twenty fifteen. It was year twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen, one of those years. I forget that I um, started doing my own research. I wanted to know more. And I just, and a lot of the websites I was going to were absolutely heretical. They were just terrible. The, the theology was just terrible, you know, but I was taking interest. And so I was being led back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Da, 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 you know, it's like, it says in Ephesians, you're, you're being like, um, 
I'm drawing blanks on now, but you know, how, you know how, how you're tossed to and fro with everyone, the yeah, doctrine. Yeah, that's course, how I yeah. was. I was just getting flipped between this religion and this cult and this and this and this, not really sure what I believe. And the thing is, and my problem was because again, like you said, I was esteeming myself. I was being self-righteous, and I thought, mm. okay, all I gotta do is find this truth. I gotta find the the little correct way to worship, and now I can properly be happy and serve God and have my have my prayers answered and stuff like that. Um, that's what I thought. The problem is though, the truth was steaming around the face the entire time, and I wasn't willing to admit it because I kept trying to do things my own way. Um, mm. So, and like I said, because I was really into the whole prophecy thing too, because I, because I was at one point led to, I I was eventually watching some guy, his videos are still online, his name is Bride in the Wilderness, I mean, he he doesn't make any videos anymore, but he's had had a channel at the time, his name was Bride in the Wilderness, his name was um, Brother Tom Watkins, and he was sitting there claiming that he was one of the two witnesses, we are currently in the tribulation as we speak, (laughs) um, weird weird stuff uh he he said he's what he said he 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 said the antichrist was what was osama bin laden figure uh-huh. that out figure that out <laughs> um but i took i took him so serious i was like whoa this guy's crazy yeah you know, you know? and but and i i got involved with that for a little bit and then so i i was getting the whole doomsday thing and i thought i was like oh maybe i was considering you know, running away, steal a gun, and live out live out in the woods. You mm-hmm. know, because here comes the tribulation. I'm gonna survive and endure like a good Christian, you know, or whatever, you know. Right. And got into that mindset. And but the, what happened to me though was I was starting to get a little more convicted because along the way I was starting to see stuff about about hell and mm. where I'm gonna go when I die. And I never really thought about it, like, you know, Jake, if I it's not about me trying to endure and all this for the future. What what happens if you die right now? What's going to happen to me, you know? And I started again to really question myself. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and so I continually, you know, kept studying some more. And I started hearing some more things about salvation. I started hearing more things about Jesus Christ, about and who he is. Again, there's a lot of heretical stuff out there. But I was under, came understanding that he is, in fact, God. Because I thought for the longest time that he was just a created being. He was just a... Just a good person who came and he died the cross, but it really wasn't for our sins, kind of a thing. He just he was a good person. He died, so therefore, therefore, let's 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 worship him, right? Yeah, you know, that kind of that yeah. kind of weird mentality. That's what I was kind of thinking. I started coming to the conclusion of these basic biblical truths, and then, um, and because I was I was thinking like late at night, like we're talking late, just way in the morning, watching video after videos. I wanted to learn what because I thought I had to keep finding this truth, and. Because I, I knew it was out there. I knew all the other stuff was false. I knew it had to be Jesus Christ. But I, but I was okay, I'm like, okay, there's a lot of stuff out there, but I have to find it. You know, right. I, so you were. You, I, I have to find it. Yeah. So, so you were ever learning, but not able to come to the truth. You exactly. Were, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And, and and a lot of stuff too. Then nothing was really making sense though. Cause I'm like, because then I was like, okay, this guy's saying this, he's saying that, she's saying that. I was getting so confused, you know. And so one night I was on my laptop, and I remember I I got well, there's one video, and the, the video had it had its own issues, but I was scared half to death because it it just hit me. I'm like Jake, if you die today, you're gonna go to hell. Mm. I it, I finally hit that realization, and I remember I just. Middle of the night, I slammed my my laptop shut, and this is the first time this ever happened. I actually got on my knees and I prayed for the first time. I I've been praying all the time, but nothing was being answered. But this time, I actually got on my knees, like the first time on my bed, and I remember I just 
I wept like a little baby, you know. Mm. And I remember because again, remember, remember, I was the guy who was like, "Oh, you, you, you can't break me. You never break me." Mm. I would say it's all my friends, and people, and people thought I was so cool for saying that because I was because yeah. I was a fairly popular guy in high school, you know, for the most part, um, and all throughout my life, I have always had tons of friends and stuff. Um, but anyway, um, I I just broke down, and I remember this is what I prayed. I don't remember everything I said. There's everything I said, but I, I remember praying this and I said, I was just, just weeping. I was just like, Lord, Lord. I said, just show me the truth. I want the truth. Give me the truth. And I said, I was like, just, I said, I said, Lord, just show me the way to get there. Just give me the way. And I said, Lord, I, I want to live a life pleasing to you. Mm. I don't know what that is, but I want that, you know? And, and I, again, I never heard this verse, but if you know your Bible, you might've just kind of heard what I, what I quoted there. Mm. I just quoted John 14, 6. Jesus said that I'm the way, the truth, and yeah. life. Amen. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Never heard that verse my entire life. And I and those are the three things I specifically asked for. And and that night, that was the night he saved me. Because I remember in that moment, I remember just something came into me. And I remember just in that moment, that stress was just like, like it's just like the way the world just was gone, yeah. was just gone. And I was just like, and I was just, just, just weeping like a little baby. And I, of course, now I didn't know, I didn't know I had gotten saved. I had no idea I ever got saved. I thought, oh, I reached the truth, <laughs> you know, kind of a moment, mm-hmm. you know. And so the kind of the brief kind of get to what happened the days following. Literally, the next day, my dad was like, "Hey, do you want a Bible?" We ain't never talked about this at all, hmm. and we're like, and "We're like." I was like, yeah, sure, yeah, we get one. And we, we didn't get it that day. But then a few days later, my dad's like, hey, hey, you want that Bible? You want to go to Bible? I was like, yeah, sure. And it was like, literally, like, it felt like we we're being forced out of the door. Went down to Barnes and Noble, and he let me pick out. Um, a, and again, another thing, too, this is interesting. We got there, and he goes, um, and he goes, um, I'm, I'm, he goes um, let's go with King James. King James, what I know, is, is the best Bible out there. That's, that's the best. And again, Hmm. We never we, we, we never discussed new verbs or nothing. We've never discussed that ever. Wow. I, I didn't even know there was a conspiracy behind that. I just I knew there were different versions, but I didn't know the whole deal. But that was, and but he was like King James, King James. I'm like, all right. So then I uh I'll grab it off my bookshelf here very quickly. Um uh, he bought me uh this little Bible right here. Um it's my first ever Bible, and I remember um I, he bought it for me, and I remember I just immediately started reading this thing. Um, mm. But it's just amazing how the Holy Spirit immediately just got me the Bible in my hands, you know. And that and that's because again, you know, sanctifying truth, sanctifying to the truth, thy word, thy is word truth. is truth, yeah. And he gave it right to me, the very thing I asked for. And so then he gave it to me, and I'm and of course now then I I made the the as all babes in Christ do, we make the silly mistakes, and you would think I would have started at Genesis or Romans or Matthew maybe. Or you started with no, Revelation. No, I didn't start there. I, I started in Revelation, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I didn't understand anything. Yeah. But um, you got to start somewhere. But the and I will say one more thing. I'll let you speak here. No, go um, ahead. But um, and I remember. Uh, I think it was like the next day. Um, one because I remember I saw this. Uh, you know, Bible. I put that in quotes there. Uh, this Bible at Barnes and Noble. I saw. I seen this stupid thing called like the Lego Bible. I was like, I was, I was like, I, even even I knew. I was like, I was like, oh, what is that stupid thing? Oh, come on, that's not the Bible. That's who took the time to actually make Legos, you know? Like that's stupid, you know? But that that does exist, you know? <laughs> if you didn't know, and but I, I so I remember the next day when I, I got this Bible. I typed it in on YouTube, and I remember I came across a video um, by Brian Dunninger. I didn't know who he was. I just mm. seen his video, and I remember 
he immediately started just ripping on this thing. And it was the first time I ever actually heard someone speak dogmatically with truth and actually going to the scriptures. Like, I, I never got that. It was always scriptures on the screen for me. He was actually saying, like, turn your Bibles, too. And I was just like, oh, ah, you're, trying to, you're trying to fumble, trying to find where it's at. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what happens then. The first thing I ever learned was you do not or add subtract from the word of God. That was the first thing I ever learned. Um, and then we can go from there. And, of course, now here we am. We're years later. I've just learned an exponential amount, and I give all the, you know, glory to God. Yeah, um, that, that leads me to this next verse. And I, I keep going back to this. And this is why I, I really believe that this, um, this ministry um, was laid on my heart from the Lord, um, especially with the, the mind, you know, because I've, I talked to you last night about that. You know, we have the mind of Christ now. That's the Holy Spirit. And look what it says in First uh, Corinthians chapter 2. I'll give some people some time to get over there. But First uh, Corinthians chapter 2. By the way, can people hear me now? Um, I, I was noticing that um, some people were saying it was hard to hear me. Um, just let me know here in a minute in the comment section. But um, it says here, um, verse 12, First uh, Corinthians chapter 2, says, Now we have received not the spirit of this of the world but the spirit which is of god that we might know the things that are freely given to us of god so that moment you talked about you know like that moment of salvation that spirit of the world as far as was replaced because it says earlier you know that the natural man can't even receive those things they mm-hmm. they're foolishness but at that moment when you cried out to god in a broken state where you're just like you came to the end of yourself, you came to the end of your righteousness and said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I know who I am in the eyes of you. I, I, I want to come to you. And the only way to come to you, him is through Jesus Christ and what mm-hmm. he did for us. And his righteousness was imputed at that moment. And it's amazing that you thought all the weight of the world fell off your shoulders. Well, that's because my yoke is easy. My burden is light. And the, the, the God of this universe that controls all who is sovereign said, mm, my turn and took over and changed you. Um, obviously we still have this flesh and we still deal with the flesh as, as Paul talks about that. We will one day though, that body will be redeemed when we're caught out of here. The dead in Christ will shall rise first, and and we which are alive and remain will be caught up, and that's when that third part of us, which will this is all leading into things that we'll probably end up talking about tonight. That third part of us finally gets redeemed to where we are, like we were when we were first created by God, when He yeah. said, when He created man and He was He was perfect. That's what one day we're going to be like. And we have no idea what that's like. You know, people can try to speculate and see all it. But I, I want to just say one more um, thing about that. It does say in the Bible that we shall see him as he is yep. at that moment. That's why it, we can't wrap our brain around. We, we've talked about the Godhead here. I've talked about it on the, my channel. I know you've talked about it quite a bit. And um, uh, you're writing a book currently about that. Um but we can't, in our own wisdom, we can't figure that out. We can't fathom it. But one day we'll see him as he is. And, right. that's, you know, we have to be in a perfect state 
you know, in order to even be able to maintain that or else we would be obliterated, you know? And so, um, so that leads to a few things here. I just wanted to kind of mention those really quickly. What an amazing, um, testimony of what God can do to a, a broken sinner, somebody that is at the end of themselves has no way out and how quickly he can change you. Now, the sanctification mm-hmm. process, and as you know, and, and I know quite well, is a lifelong, a, a long process that we will never have, quote unquote, that, oh, I'm perfect now. I'm, I'm without sin. You know, this, uh, these lunatics that, you know, talk about that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> but we know, and, and I always talk to those type of people and I always think to myself, I'm like, Paul, which is the, the one that people, if you're going to look up to somebody, look to Paul, you know, follow me as I follow Christ, you know, so we're supposed to follow his example. And he even said, there's no good in me. There's nothing good in me. And talked about the groaning of his, of his spirit because of the flesh. He wanted to do right. And he tried to do it and he find himself doing wrong. Even the apostle Paul. So that sinless perfection stuff is hooey. And, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, I don't, uh, well, we know why the natural man probably, uh, cannot receive the things of the, of the word of God. All right. Um, I've been kind of trying to watch a lot of things here in the, in the, uh, in the stream, as far mm-hmm. as the comments. Okay. So I guess everybody can kind of hear me now. So I don't I hear you great, my end. Yeah, I I had no idea. My wife actually came down the stairs and was like trying to signal to me like you need to turn yourself up a little bit. I'm like, really? I'm sound oh. sound pretty loud to me, but Yeah, I'm saying I hear I hear you nice and good. <laughs> yeah, everything sounds really great. So but that's okay. Um as long as everybody could hear it and uh maybe have to turn it up. But anyways, let's go to uh the next portion of this. Um what a what a great thing to hear about. So, um, okay, good. Everybody, yeah, everybody can hear me. Okay. Um, what we're talking about now, um, and I'm sure most people, if you haven't, so this young man has already written a book, the Romans 10 controversy. And, um, my goodness, you know, at at your age, the things that I was doing, I, I, I would not even consider writing a book, let alone a book about, uh, that's filled I mean, every page, it seems like it's chapter and verse, 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 which I really love. Um, So tell me through, well, I kind of know a little bit of the background, why you thought it was necessary to even write this book. Um, But I'm still confused. And I told you this last night. I don't understand where this controversy even is. Like, how is this a controversy? And (laughs) so when I when I hear Romans 10, is there some sort of controversy they piqued my interest and i was reading through there and i was like what i don't you can just read your bible plainly it's not even something that's well you have to search this scripture over here and this you know no it's very clear so yeah. uh, just take me through the process just a little bit about um where you felt the necessity the lord laid it on your heart to write this book and how long did it take okay um as far as how long did it take um 
trying to think. I remember I started off January. I think I think it was around January of this this current year, uh, twenty nineteen. I think it went for about three months um, of writing. Most of it was me just kind of doing what I could after work. Just type a little bit, a couple pages here after work, and okay, keep going. Eventually, there came a point in time. It was it was, it was an amazing thing that the Lord worked for us because. Again, for those who don't know, um, I work with my dad. Um, um, he does uh, drywall. He has a drywall company, so I work with him. And so we had we, it was it was strange because we we were like really busy. We had a lot of stuff, uh, jobs we had to go do, and then we just had a, we had literally a whole month we had nothing. It was so weird. Um, well, at the time it seemed weird. Um, and so I just took the opportunity. Just I just hammered away at the book, got everything done that needed to get written up that I wanted to say, and then. Right as I was done, I was typing the last page. He comes in and tells me, he goes, he, he goes, okay, Jake, back to work on Monday. <laughs> wow. You know, so, well, so, hey, amen. Praise, so praise the Lord. He gave me literally that time to actually finish the thing. Um, so that was amazing right there. Um, after that, I made a few little tweaks to it here and there. But the major bulk of it was done um, in that time period. Now, um, what started, what started, I think, why I wanted to write the, the book, Romans and Controversy, was the issue um, of specifically what's supposed to be an answer to a lot of these people that say um you don't pray to god to get saved or mm. prayer is a work and god or god doesn't even hear you now um that was the in which i think we'll we'll, we'll eventually talk about this in a minute but that was that was the main thing i was going to talk about the book and i was going to address a couple other things okay like the issue of okay confessing personal sins when you get saved, you have to start, you know, rattling off all your different sins. Yeah, good luck on that. Right, right. But there are people, again, which I cover in the book, that they will teach you that. Mm -hmm. um, so you got to start going through all your sins and live in a constant state of confession. So I was going to cover that in a couple of different issues. But as I started reading through and started doing it, I realized, you know, it's more than just that. I find out, you know, wait a second, the real issue here is like we've been covering with my testimony here as it ties in is the issue, and we were talking about this last night, the issue of self-righteousness and, and esteeming yourself. And that is what became the, the real focus of this book is because Romans chapter 10 is the greatest passage um, on how to get saved to today or today. It has yeah, everything that you I would need. agree on that for sure. It has everything you need, that, it, a quick little thing that destroys your self-righteousness, tells you what the gospel is, plainly as simple as it can be, that you call upon his name. It couldn't be any more simple. And that again, Jesus Christ is Lord. Okay, it, it's not there's it's not just that Jesus is oh he's just some guy. No, he's Lord. He is Lord God Almighty. Um everything everything there is there. And so I realized, you know, okay, it's more than just these these no prayer people among free grace. It's it covers all of salvation. So this turned more into a salvation book than anything else on how to get saved and debunking mm -hmm. different areas of the main main religions, such as Catholicism parts of protestantism um you know what we call lordship salvation which again is a, a very lame and loaded loaded term and that's the problem with terms that are found in the bible because then you can easily um pervert them to make it what you want to say again even terms like free grace you know i call them that because that's what they call themselves but again well, well, well the gift of god is a free gift you know no one's denying that at all Listen, that's the problem. People, you have these these unbiblical titles and names that are not in scripture, so you can come in and twist it. But that's a whole different thing there. But then I want to go through and refute a lot of these different claims and show what is true salvation, explain what is true repentance, the place of prayer, which is 
which is what you kind of receive throughout the book is that's the main focus because that's what it was originally based off of was the issue of prayer specifically. Because because again, when you think of Romans 10, that's where you're told to call upon the Lord. That's the place people will take you. And of course, that's under fire nowadays because now, um, I, you know, I seen a video recently by Brother Brian Denninger, King is Widow Ministries. He did a good video about this where people, they just want to shove you right under 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. Oh, that's a great passage about the gospel, but they just want to keep you in that little spot and say, well, here's the gospel, and that's it. And right. And the problem with and the thing with, with, with Romans, the whole book of Romans is designed to destroy your self-righteousness. Chapter after chapter after chapter is a different part of your self-righteousness busted down. I mean, but the first thing when you read in Romans, the first thing you get is the gospel. That's the first thing you get. Right. But then it starts going to the process of tearing down your self-righteousness in different angles. Yeah. Which, which is something I plan on doing in the future. That's another side project. But it's interesting. Is, that's what that's what this is about is to break down your self-righteousness, showing you that you are not you are not righteous. You have to have Jesus Christ imputed righteousness because that's how vile you are. He has to come and he had to come and die for you just to give you, you know, he has to give you his righteousness. That's how rotten vile you are. Yeah. For all those out there that are not saved, um, watching this. Yeah, and that's interesting too. Like in the in the the broadcast I did with my dad, and um, he took through like Romans one, two, and three. We just went through the first three chapters of Romans together. And um, by the way, am I super loud now? You see, fine to me. Okay. Anyways, but uh, we went through the first three chapters of Romans, and that's essentially what he was talking about through through there. We just broke it down that you know this is who you are. If you think you're one of these, you know, obviously there's the atheists that don't believe, and then there's like the ones that um, um, in in there are talking about, well, I'm not as bad as these other people, but they condone the sin. And then yeah. and all the way through it, you know, it just, it just keeps breaking down about who we actually are, who we are. Um, this, um, this, this whole thing with, with the Romans and, and leading all the way through there, it's Paul just talking to the church there in Rome about, look, this is who you were. You know, because they could see it. I mean, living in that time, especially, um, man, you can you can imagine all the things that um, they were actually having to see and had to live under the fear of, you know, being burned at the stake, you know, and tossed to lions and all sorts of different things. And um, but Paul broke it down to him. He said, like, you were the same way, no matter what. And so he get just constantly in the book of Romans talking to the church of who we are, who we are who we are, because it's so easy to forget. It's so easy to get involved in our own self-righteousness, even in a saved condition, because we get in the flesh, and then we're like, well, I'm not as bad as that person over there. Well, yeah, but you're still in the flesh. And, you know, when it talks, when you talk to somebody who's, um, that is not born again, and they're like, well, I don't do this, and I don't do that, and I don't do this, and I don't do that. And it's like, okay, well, have you done this and that? Well, yeah, of course. Well, it says here in the Bible, if you violated the law, I'm going through Hebrews, you violated the law in one of these, just one. You violated the whole entire thing. And that was the purpose of the law, the schoolmaster, to let you know, hey, you cannot keep this. You cannot be righteous enough. Um, and so... And that, and that kind of leads into a lot of other stuff. I mean, but you're, you're absolutely right. And so what, what's interesting to me is that, you know, the call, Brother uh, Harlow on here said, you know, that the call is the actual controversy right now. You know, the prayer. 
And is it a work? Is it not a work? Look, I I get, I just, it's very simple. If, If you are in a, if you are in trouble and you just believe that person over there can help you out, but you don't let them know, what are you supposed to do? And you know, well, yeah. well, you know, God can hear your heart and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, but your heart can cry out. A deaf, mute person can still call upon the name of the Lord because you're not calling out just empty words. You're calling to a holy, righteous God to say, "Save me! I'm, I'm, I'm lost. I'm drowning." And so, that's that's just uh, really silly to me. And. It is. It, this, this whole thing, but um, I mean, you broke it down. This book is, um, there were some things in there, you know, we've already talked about this a little bit that I was just like, well, I'll have oh, to sure, study. Again, fair, sure. Fair and we have to study some of that stuff out and, you know, and, uh, and, but at the same time, I think it's, uh, it's more about uh, just breaking it down to where, who we are in the eyes of God. And it's as simple as that. Like you mentioned earlier, uh, easy believism and these terms that are, are tossed in free grace. Well, grace is free. Yep. Mercy there was grace and grace was free. You know, I love the song. Yeah, of course it is. We don't have to do anything as far as, okay, I got to do this, this, and this, and this, and this, and in order to be righteous. And no, you put your faith and trust in his righteousness. And so that's where it's, it's kind of weird. It's like, well, grace is free, but then it's perverted, you know, to say, right. well, it's just simple belief. You know, you just, you can just take it. Like, I, I just believe this and it's, it's mine. Yeah. And, and I, I want to interject some very quickly too, because, because again, that was the kind of mindset I had. It, it's, it's a form of what these particular people believe. And they, and this book too, I name names. Um, I'm not going to name them now unless unless you want to, but I don't, I don't, I don't have any attention to, but I think people um, just need to get your book. How about that? <laughs> yeah, <there> you, <laughs> you want you want to see those names, but I don't, I don't have any problems with naming names, but, uh, right, right. I, but, but, but that's not the point. I'm not going to name them. But the point is those people that particularly that they are saying that, Oh, uh, prayers are work now, or you don't call upon God. Like you just reach out and you just take, it. that's a form of self-righteousness. And to me, and I will say this, too i mean i think you would agree with me when you reach that level of saying that i don't even need to confess to god anymore Hmm. i think you kind of you've hit that uncharted zone of i mean i'm not saying i mean i still think it's possible for you to be saved some and i put an asterisk on some but a lot of those people that just keep perpetuating that lie i don't know i think you kind of reach that point like you're just too too beyond like because 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 if you can say oh i can't i'm not gonna confess to god then you, you, you've proven how utterly self-righteous you are because you are showing that God, I'm too so proud. I don't need to come. To you, you know, and, and, and it's like you said, because it shows too, that they are, that they don't think that they're in a, in a deep state that they don't need help. It's like you said, if you get hurt, you get injured. Oh, do you just sit there and cry out for help? Do you just call 911 when you're in trouble or no, I just believe 911. I just believe the person's going to help. Right. No, 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 no. You're going to, if you need help, you're going to call it to someone. And by not doing it, that shows that you are still trusting in your in yourself. That like, oh, I don't need your help. I'm because I got me, you know, me myself and I. And that's and that's why I've taken such offense to that stuff. Because to another quick little thing, I'll, I'll interject here. When I talked about when I, when I called upon God um, in my testimony, when I basically had quoted uh, John four uh, fourteen six and didn't even know it. Not only did I not know that scripture, 
you realize, and I'll make it very clear to everyone, do you realize, everyone, that I was never told to pray a prayer my entire life? I never heard Romans 10. Never heard it. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the point. And I, I cover in the book multiple times. It is a natural thing that comes from the heart. And because, as Jesus said two times, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. If you believe in your heart, it will come out of your mouth whether you like it or not. Kind of a, kind of a well, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I understand what you're saying on that, for sure. So, I just want to interject that a little bit. Yeah, and um, I was just thinking while you were you were talking and running through that, um, it's the whole thing about. Uh, I think Brian's done a lot of stuff on the reprobate. You know, the 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 new IFP and talking about people being yeah. reprobate. Yeah. Well, look, what is it? What is it actually about? Well, it's because the conviction of the Holy Spirit is in their life, and they've said no so many times to calling out to the the one that can help them. They reject that and say, well, no, it's, I got this. I got this. I can do this on my own. And then it says um, in Romans 1, where they like to go here, um, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to reprobate minds. So at that point, we don't know, um, Brother JT, when that is for any individual. But it's exactly. God that is the one. And it doesn't have anything to do. I know it talks about, you know, different specific sins in here, but it really doesn't have anything to do with that. It, the sin that sends people to hell is depending on their own self-righteousness, which is rejecting the Holy Spirit's call to say, look, that's where the, the conviction comes in. You need my righteousness and that person just simply saying, no, I, I refuse. Yep. It's, it's um, later on somewhere in the Bible. I can't remember where it's at right now, but it says blaspheming the Holy Spirit. You're the yeah. blaspheming. The Holy Spirit is the sin that sends people to hell. Because as we've seen already, we, we know people are, are dirty, rotten sinners, even if they've only, well, quote unquote, committed a few little sins. Well, it doesn't matter. You've violated the entire law and then a holy, righteous God cannot be in the presence of that. Therefore, you have to be reconciled to him by him. And so, yeah, I, there's all sorts of different things that we can talk about at some other time. But, yeah, the Roman tens controversy, if you if people out there that have watched this and uh, maybe down the road um, haven't got this, go out and get this Romans 10 controversy because, brother, you lay it out as simple as it can be. Like you said earlier, you know, the terms – um, easy believism. Well, guess what? Believe, believing in a righteous God that that came in the was manifest in the flesh. By the way, is come in the flesh, and um, I just want to publicly state that as well. I know that's a challenge out there. Not much of a challenge, brother Brian. By the way, uh, brother Brian Denlinger, uh, for a born again individual to say Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, and uh, he was manifest in the flesh, and man. That's easy because he did the hard work. He did the work. When he said it is finished, it's completed, yep. he took it. And, um, oh, man, just thinking about that, he took my place because yep. that I deserved. I deserved that, and he did it. Definitely. For you know, and to add to your point, to interject, because it's the more and more, as I'm sure as you know, as, as, you mat- as well mature as Christians, you realize more and more just how, and, and this is something I've learned too, just how just vile we really are. Because what, obviously when you get saved, you, you come to the realization of how wicked you are and that, that you need you need Jesus Christ. 
But as you start going through the sanctification process, you realize really what when Paul talks about how being, how being the chief of sinners, you see how he can make that statement because you're like, and just how just so violent you are, you know, and you'll do more repentant than you ever thought possible, you know, just because you just you realize how just crazy wicked you are. Yeah. Um, and and to a couple more little uh, points here, like you said, with, with, with the book, I wanted to make this as simple as it can be. There are too many people, especially when it comes to salvation, they make it so complicated. And it's not complicated. It's Amen. Just, it's just, Amen. And, that's why, and I, I, like I said, I know this is a, a cheesy, a cheesy cliche, but I put in the book at the right very end, mm-hmm. ABC. Yeah. And, that, and, and, that, and then that reality is how simple the gospel is, or the salvation is. That it, it couldn't be any more simple than that. That's what it is. Um, admit you're a sinner, believe the gospel, confess both in prayer. It couldn't, it's just, you know, that's, it's just, that's all it is to it. Yeah. And, and like I said, you gotta be, you gotta lay it out simple. And that's why you said, I wanted to make it with scriptures. This isn't about me trying to hear, I'll give you a scripture and we'll sit there and exposit this for the next hundred pages going about nothing and nothing and nothingness, you know, like so many commentators do. And, and that's why people sit in the congregation of the dead. They just hit the one verse and the, every, that's how most church churches go. Two or three verses, if, if that, you know, if yeah. that. Um, and then we just sit there and meander and just continue to talk about the same stuff over and over again. And people don't learn anything and they don't even get saved when every week is a salvation thing. And they get almost all the congregations are dead. Right. The pastor is dead and trespassed and sins and the congregation, yeah. they're not actually getting the true gospel. And so, like I said, that was my burden. I wanted to get people to understand it's not about you people. It's about this coming down saying you're not worthy. That's the whole whole thing. And that's why, again, why people would talk about you bowing, you bow down, because that's the thing. It shows you you're not worthy. You are not worthy. And mm. how, and just, again, people, it's, I'm saying you are, you are so blessed. And many of you probably don't even realize that are unsafe watching this or, or listening to this later on, that you don't deserve the, the air that you breathe. You don't deserve a single second of life. And if you think you do, you can't be saved. I'm telling you that right now. If you think you deserve anything in this life, forget it. Forget it. Yeah. Amen. So, and so the quickly, I'll tag one more thing here. For those who are who have not purchased the book or want to get the book, you can get it currently at three different places. You can get it at, at lulu.com. That's L-U-L-U.com. Just search for the book. You will find it there. Um, that's the first place you can get it. Um, then you can also, if you go to barnesandnoble.com, you can type the book there. You can purchase it there. It's not in stores. The actual book is more in stores, but you can get it online. Mm-hmm. And they, they will ship it to you quick and easy. And also with Amazon, you can go to Amazon. You can purchase it there. And again, just a very basic Google search. You type in uh, Romans 10 Controversy. The book will come up. Uh, the different videos will, will pop up. Um, you know, the different links to them. Either a preview a preview page will come up. So if you want, if you want the book, just... Give it a Google search and go to those websites that I mentioned, and you'll get the book there. Um, Amen. And you're going to want it. And um, like I said, I mean, obviously we have the word of God, um, but I I tell you, it it would be really nice, like a little uh, gift to give maybe to somebody that, um, um, because what I really like about it, somebody that's not saved, somebody that's not saved to give them this as a gift because you actually quote the scriptures in there, you know, somebody that maybe um, wouldn't maybe pick up the Bible or wouldn't take the time. It's like, look, it's, it's a very short book. 
And, um, but if you just kind of run through it and give it to somebody, the last section there about salvation in section five and, and just where you kind of break it down where it is. And just like, if you're just going to read something here, I'd like to give you this as a gift to maybe a, a, a family member and say, just do, if you just would do me a favor and just read section five about salvation and what it is sure. and, and let the word of God try to plant seed because he brings exactly. the conviction and, um, as you know, the Bible says, the word will not return void. Um, whether or not, you know, and, and to your point, I, oh, sorry to interrupt. No, to go this ahead. Because I've handed this out to people that are unbelievers, and I've heard, and I've heard, I've actually got correspondence back, and they're like, "Thank you for laying this out to me in such a simple manner." You know, and that was the idea. Cut through a lot of the big religions because both people perceive that as being mm-hmm. different types of Christianity. Cut through that, and then here's salvation as plain as you can get it. Plain as you can get it. Um, and, and with all throughout, those, those little things peppered throughout you know, that lead up to the final of section five, like you're saying. Yeah. But I mean, I've, I've handed this out to people, and people have been, they're like, wow, thank you. This is simple and easy to understand. And again, all glory goes to God for that. I'm just, I'm so happy that He used me as the vessel to, to do this. Because, and that's another reason why I felt right, I wanted to do it, because it's like, let me, let's be honest, how many books about salvation do you know of that are simple and easy to understand? Right. There's just not many. There's, there, you know, there's there's umpteen thousands of books about prayer and which which is an important topic, sure. Sure. But forget all that stuff first. Mm. Let's do let's deal with the issue at hand, folks. Right. And that's that's the problem. And no one wants to lay it out because again, as we know, the love of money is the root of all evil. The moment you start laying out the truth of salvation, well, there goes your income. You know, so we'll just sit and talk about you know this and this and that for you know for decades. Um, but and so like i said i hopefully and like i said uh, for those that have read it and purchased it thank you very much i really appreciate that but i have got correspondence back and people have, have oh said, amen amen the book is great. and from people that i've never i've never seen before and people i've in public i've given it to and they've said it's really is understand they've learned a lot from it and so that's my goal is to get that seed planted and that someone else could possibly water it and then god give it the increase so amen yeah plant water plant water and and um as I've mentioned on this channel uh, several times, I, I have some reoccurring, I guess you would say, themes because, you know, I, I, I want to just use God's word and God's word continually talks about um, ambassadorship of what we are now. And to be a good ambassador is to simply proclaim the word of the king, which we have. He's given us his word. He says, here you go. And thank God that it's in English and that I can read it. And I have the Holy Spirit to teach me. And he says, simply to be a good ambassador is to proclaim my instructions. Proclaim it. That's it. And I think, like you said, people complicate it because they want to be seen of men. They want to have that vain glory, as we talked about in the beginning, where it's like, well, look at me. I I can expound upon this so greatly. And it's like, Oh, okay, well, it's pretty expounded on I mean, as much as you can. We just need to proclaim it. And so let the Holy Spirit teach. And um, it, it's just, it's great. Be, you're being um, an ambassador uh, for Christ, in which we talked about last night. I like using that verse, but be walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. That yep. minister of reconciliation, all that it means is just ambassadorship ambassador because we are in a foreign land as it talks about in hebrews which my last my last video we we kind of went back to ephesians 2 which 
talks about us being uh, in a foreign land, essentially, just like Abraham sojourned and in, in different things like that. That's why I've been loving going through the book of Hebrews. Um, I don't mind uh, taking a break from it a little bit here, uh, but I can't wait till um, next week or whenever God gives me the opportunity to get back in to finish up Hebrews 11. And um, it's almost like I've, I've missed so much. I'm, you know, I'm going to not say, okay, well, we've, I've covered Hebrews, so let's move on to the next thing. Uh, down the road, I want to I cover it again as, as God lays it on my heart again because there's just sure. so much there. And, yeah, amen, um, amen to that. Amen. Yeah, man. And I've been really enjoying, I think, uh, Tim is on here. I believe you're still on here. If he is, um, I I've been really enjoying the, uh, talking about the parables, uh, the, the live streams that have been happening there, uh, speaking about the different parables Jesus used and everything like that and how it's correlated with the time of Jacob's trouble and, and different things like that. And also the millennial kingdom. And so, uh, Anyways, that's plugging everybody else's. I know that like a lot of people do some of these things, and um, I try to watch as many as I can, um, as as there's time allowed. And uh, what I really like doing is is listening in my car, when back and forth to work or something like that. Unfortunately, like with YouTube on the free side, on your on your phone that's paired into my car, I have to leave my phone open, and. Yeah. Um, so I, I, was, I thought about that. I was like, man, I can just turn this into audio and somebody can just download it to their phone. They're not using any kind of internet, any kind of data or anything like that. They've already downloaded it to their phone and they just listen to it. So um, maybe some people can think about that. Um, I, don't, I don't know how some people feel about that, but um, I, I think the audio version, people can just download it and just the ease of uh, listening in their car. But uh, trying to maximize the amount of time that we have every free moment, um, fill it up with as much word of God as you can. And, um, so anyways, okay, well, we've gone about, uh, let's see a little over an hour now, but what I want to do next is just briefly talk about what you're working on now, because as a young man, um, we talked about this a little bit last night. You're, um, you're free. Yeah. Uh, as far as that goes is, uh, you have more time than, uh, us married men have, uh, Paul talks about that. That's Bible. And, um, and as of this moment, you have, you're free from those, some of those commitments. So what are you doing with that free time with this new book? Just tease it just a little bit of like, what are some of the main subjects? I, I, we, I, I think a lot of people already know, but, uh, sure. For those who don't know, sure. Go ahead. Uh, well, this one now I'm taking on, uh, even bigger projects now with with the issue of the godhead and we know how contentious that can get we know the argument that's been going on for since the beginning of time um that's <laughs> um and so and that, like i said similar to the romans 10 controversy i'm gonna lay it out as simple as we possibly can because if there's one thing because i because i've had to you can kind of see some of them on my shelf a little bit i got a lot more of them mm-hmm. elsewhere on my computer but you can kind of see some of those I got to sit there and read through that stuff because I got to get like legitimate quotes because I'm going to be refuting a lot of the different stuff that's that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, just you have to. And so I've had to read through a lot of that stuff. Which, <laughs> Takes you know, time. I mean, it's um, – and I, I'm always praying before I do it. I, I'm like always like, Lord, help me not to get deceived by this stuff. Because even though I know it's wrong, you can still easily fall into that trap of philosophy very quickly. You know, and Paul warns in 1 
Corinthians 15, verse 33, be not deceived, evil communication corrupts good manners. And that's how a lot of people who have the Godhead correct and their doctrinal beliefs will start teaching it wrongly, mm -hmm. or false, I should say, because they get messed up in philosophy. They've read too many books, they've listened to too many men. And so with this is though, I'm going to make it just simple, as cut as dry as I can. And I've, like I said, I'm reading through a lot of the stuff so I can get quotations, and believe me, there's a lot of philosophical junk in there. I'm going to leave, and that's the thing, and that's why I've learned so much about the Godhead, and if you've seen my, my channel, all the studies that I've done, I didn't learn that stuff, not because um, I'm someone special or whatever. Um, I'm not. Um, I'm very humbled and honored that the Lord showed me the things he has, because um, mm -hmm. I've, I've looked around, and some brethren but a lot of brethren I know that have you know great men of God, even again like Peter Ruckman, who I've learned a lot from as well. Mm -hmm. Some of the stuff that I've, you know, again, this is no glory to me. All glory goes to God. I'm just you know speaking to eyes because he's using me as a vessel to bring up the information. You know, there's stuff that I've never seen any other brethren bring out, you know. And as, and again, like I said, give God the praise, you know, for that. It's just amazing, and amazing that he would use a, a man like me. Mm -hmm. uh, not only a, a young, young, worthless wretches, wretched fool like myself he used me yeah. um you know and um but so basically what's going on with the book is i'm gonna be covering the godhead we're gonna start now mainly covering um what this one i have in, in plans this isn't set in stone yet but this is what i'm thinking about um discussing who man is like what we're made up of and you kind of hit on this earlier with, mm -hmm. with first Corinthians chapter two get into this and understand how what we are because that's that's you'd be surprised how many people do not know what we are i mean you, you'd be surprised how many commentators don't even believe or believe that that we are by soul and spirit it'll actually make the spirit the soul the same thing yeah um yeah. which is it's just, i mean again um take webster's h20 dictionary i i like the dictionary it's a great reference but no webster makes soul and spirit the same thing as to how he comes to conclusions beyond me. Yeah, it's a little um, interesting, especially when Paul talks about the three parts. I pray that the <laughs> Lord preserve yeah. your, your whole uh, body, soul, and spirit. Yeah, it yeah, is I, a little strange that people, it's three different parts. So <laughs> that's just, I mean, it's just plain as day. You can mm -hmm. go to the Bible, there's plain distinctions as, as to describe themselves. But I'm going to get into that and then tie that in with the Godhead, because for those who don't know, and as you will see through the scriptures, and this again, you have to cut through a lot of the philosophical garbage out there, that Jesus Christ is the body, God the Father is the soul, and the Holy Spirit is the spirit. God is one one being, and he's one person. Um, and to kick something else here quickly, that is not modalism. Yep. Do, not, do, do not put that on us. I have the modalist materials. Mm -hmm. Okay, I read from, I, I have, I'll show, I, I won't read from it, but I will show this here. This is a, uh, if you want to know what, again, I'm just, I, I want to kick this very quickly just because people are, are constantly accused of teaching modalism. And for those who have never heard the argument, I can understand why they say that, but we're not. This is a book. It's really inexpensive. Go to, uh, 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 what's it? Uh, uh, where did I buy it from? Um, but whatever, just, just Google it. Um, this is the, the essential oneness or such as a oneness theology. By yeah, David K. The, he, yeah. The oneness he, Pentecostal. Yeah. He is the superintendent of, of UPCI. Okay, this is the guy, mm -hmm. a modalism. And it's a short read, it's very expensive. You will not find one thing here about a body, soul, and spirit. Not a thing. They teach, and I'll, I'll, I'll read this little quote to, to tell you what modalism is. I mean, this sure, is what he go says. ahead. It says on page eight, he says, the oneness doctrine can be presented uh, uh, sequently 
in two propositions. Number one, there is one indivisible God um, with no distinction of persons. Mm, indivisible. So, right. Mm. So already there's a red flag there. That I agree. It's not persons. I agree with that. Sure. But, the, but indivisible, uh, well, that's wrong because a, a body is not a soul. A soul is not a spirit. A spirit is not a body. Right. Like there is a clear distinction. I mean, you can see my flesh. You cannot see his soul. That's pretty distinct from itself. You exactly. can kill the soul. You can, you can kill the body, but my soul, soul still goes on. Um, and then, so that that's that. Then and number two, Jesus Christ is all the fullness of the Godhead incarnate. That's the key word there. Mm-hmm. Their favorite verse is Colossians 2, 9, which is a great proof text for the Godhead, but they make that for the incarnation. Right. And um, which is, again, well, that's which, which, if you believe that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, of course. And if you're going to use one of those versions, which I know they're using, of course they believe that because well, Jesus Christ says has. He, he quotes from a King James, but mm. it, oh, in the yeah. foot, but, it, but well, but in the footnotes, he does say, "I'll show this." He does say in the footnotes that scholars agree that First John five seven was not part of the original text. Yeah. So, so uh, questioning he's not, scripture. He's not, a, he's not a Bible believer. Yeah. yeah. You know? But to continue the quote, he says, all the titles of the deity can be applied to him and all aspects of, of the divine personality are manifest in him. He says in the same page, there are no essential distinctions or divisions in, in his eternal nature. Incorrect. Yeah. He says any part, he says any plurality associated with God is only a, is, a, is only a plurality of attributes, titles, roles, manifestations, modes of activity or relationships to man. Okay, we don't believe that at all. But that is modalism. Yeah. That's what they teach. So if you want to claim they're moralist, try again. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and to your point about the thing about the is about the is and has come to the flesh thing, well, at the end of the book, he gives his conclusion here. He says he gives a bunch of different points. He says number four, the son the son of God was begotten after the flesh and did not exist from eternity past. <clears throat> and, Antichrist, right there. He says he continues the term only refers to God's incarnation in Christ. Uh, what do you do with the references about, about the Son of God in the Old Testament? Yeah, and and, and say Daniel three, Daniel seven. That's a yeah, problem right there. I was going to mention that um, because uh, when we were talking last night, I don't want to give away everything, but brethren out there, uh, sister, that's I believe a couple of sisters that are on here. Go read Daniel seven because mm-hmm. when Jacob, <laughs> when he like showed that to me last night, when you, when you were talking through a little bit of that stuff, I was just like, oh, how did I, I never saw that. And, and, and it was, it was like, same, uh, same here, same here, brother. <laughs> same here. I, I was like, wow. All right. So that's, it's, I don't want to, I don't want to tease no, it too much more, but that's, no, it's no, good. To all the brethren, I, um, I told this to brother Brian, I gave him, cause this is stuff I've been studying out for my book. And mm-hmm. I sent him the notes so he's going to be preaching in the future. He's going to be covering some of the scriptures that we're kind of hitting towards, and he's going to explain a lot of it. So it that'll that's a that explains that. But then you know then, but I mean like but like that's the point though. That's that's modalism, and they are definitely antichrist. Because again, this is the guy. This isn't just some guy off the street. This is the head guy. So yeah, I just want to show you that that's the stuff I've had to research to show you what modalism is. And I've also done a lot of stuff in the Trinity, and I've even read books by these Trinity scholars. They will openly tell you that. That it's nowhere in the Bible. You can't find that these terminologies are not in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It came from philosophy, and, and that and, and that's not just the Catechism. I'm I'm talking like from different scholars, whether they be Catholic or from the other walks of the, uh, the Christian, you know, world. They will tell you it's not. It's 
he can't find it. Yeah, actually, I don't. Obviously, I don't. I don't keep a, a bookshelf right behind me. Um, uh, but um, on my bookshelf, that's in the uh, in the other room. So, you, uh, what is it that book that talks about? Um, oh man, I wish I I wish I would have brought it out here. But anyways, it's in it. It, it talks about all the uh, Babylon. Babylon. What is it? Two Babylons. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I have that book. Yep. Yeah, right. yeah. So in there, like, you, so you'll be able to so, show the pictures then of these these trinities, these uh, these ancient um, pagan uh, Babylonian, and all the way back to just go back as far as you can, and the, oh, yeah. they'll they'll show that you know, and it's really eerie that it's like, wow, that that looks really familiar. Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah. Yep. There it is. Yeah, and, and he, he, he gets into this stuff. He gets into stuff where all the trinities and other pagan cultures are at. Yeah, absolutely. And the what's interesting about that picture you just showed, if you can't, if people, obviously people that are listening on the podcast won't, won't be able to see it, but right in the middle of those three um, gods, there is, it's kind of like a bird-like creature. Yeah. If you can kind of see that. It's kind of like a bird-like creature that contains the three heads essentially yeah. yeah so what does that tell you but anyways you know the the bird oh yeah it's no it's all over the place i'm reading another book uh myth and legends um mm-hmm. it's um classical greek celtic norse chinese african american and more and i've already read I, i've read just kind of started i've already read through some like some like the african myths i don't read through all of them I'm just i'm mainly looking at, at the creation myths so i want to see mm-hmm. um and already just the african ones i've already seen a few trinity-esque thing of three, three different people Here's here's something interesting for uh, people that are either listening or watching. Um, uh, here's something really interesting. So I went down to Ecuador um, on a mission trip a few years ago. And when I went down there, we went to like this museum. It was in Cuenca. Um, I, I'm not pronouncing that correctly, but uh, Cuenca, uh, Ecuador. And in that museum, what's really interesting is that there is a um, like some mannequins, essentially, and they're offering up a sacrifice and the person that's sitting there, I mean, we're talking back in the Aztec or, you know, the ancient, ancient, um, before any Europeans ever, ever came over there, but he was wearing an ephod that had 12 stones in it. And what I found was really interesting that it was there. What I found was really interesting is that from the beginning, the yay hath God said thing, the, the, the counterfeit has been so close, so close to what um, what's actual truth that people that are not testing or testing and trying those spirits will be conf- will be fool- fooled by them. And I think that's what's going on with all this. And um, I can't wait to read this this uh, this new book. But I think that's what's going on with all this stuff. It's basically there's enough of the truth in there. But then they just twist it just a tad bit. Beep. And in the twisting of it a tad bit, it's like, oh, that don't seem like that's big a deal. You know, and you just kind of move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when all this stuff started coming out about the, uh, you know, the Godhead and all this kind of stuff, I was like, wow, I've, I've always believed we believe in one God. And what is this all about? Right. And then so you start thinking not. about it and you're like, hmm, wow, that's interesting. And, and you know, I've come a pretty far away, you know, from using a lot of terms in the past. And I think, I think we're all in the same, in the same thing, but I I tell you, 
brother Jacob, um, and everybody that's out there. Look, let's just go to God's word. I, I, I told this to somebody the other day. I said, you know, we believe in the preservation of the infallible, the perfect word of God. We believe he preserved it because he said he would. We have faith that he would preserve his perfect word. And so in that, we have his perfect word. There would be clear, and the word Trinity would be there. In 1611, the word Trinity existed. It wasn't something that was like, well, let's make up a new word and let's just come up with this Godhead thing and all this other kind of stuff. No, Trinity was there. I mean, it's been back since, you know, the 200, 300 AD. Um, So why is it not there? And I believe that it's because God preserved his perfect word. If he wanted us to use that word, he would, he would have it in there. And so once I came to that point where I'm like, okay, let me take some of these scales off a little bit and, and start using scriptural references. Right. Then it started kind of like, Oh God showed me this out of his word. And then I'd be reading over here and I'd be like, hmm, that's kind of confusing. And then all of a sudden um, you, you mentioned brother Brian's uh, channel. Um, somebody asked me the question that's like, well, what about praying to the father and all this kind of stuff? And what does that mean? And all this kind of, I was like, wow. Hmm, man, I don't know what that really means. And all the time, and then Brian comes out with a video that day. And it's like, all right. here it is. This is why Jesus Christ is praying, praying to the father. And why is he at the right hand? There's, this is why. And I was like, you mean that's prophecy? There's, there's a prophecy that it spells it out. Exactly. Yep. Because the Bible is amazing. Wow. But, um, yeah, I mean, to tag on to your thing, cause I was, I know you saw a bit of this last week. I was on Brother Tim's um, live stream. For those who are listening, check out his channel here on YouTube. It's uh, it's ABBTM. Yes. Um, check out that channel because we do a lot of history. And we got in the thing of the Godhead a little bit. We're getting about that. And I remember it could have dawned on me one of the things, and when the Godhead started to become a little more clear to me, and was because when I stopped really using the chick tracks, and and I, I don't mm. want to get off in a big old debate about yeah. that. I. I believe you're saved. I do. Um, that but we got into this though. I'm sorry, folks. You can't justify that. You cannot justify that. That's that's uh, yeah. That that's insane. All right. Whether you want to believe the Trinity or not, which is a whole other can of worms. But why did you have to draw? And and, th- yeah. and that's my main point. These guys. Why must you draw when the scriptures? From Genesis to Revelation are constantly picking the thing of images and idols and that, hey, let's do the very thing that's being being good, you know? Yeah. Oh, I, I definitely understand. And and it, it's, I think a lot of times too, we talked about this a little bit um, um, offline yesterday, last night when we were kind of working through some stuff, but the, um, there's a lot of things done in ignorance, but it's the, re- yeah, yes. it's the repeated I- ignorance. And then when they're taught, to not submit to the Holy Spirit's teaching and say, no, I want to do things. I want to look at it my own way because I'm so ingrained in this. And this is what I, you know, at that point, And like we talked about before, after the second admonition, you just have to turn it over to God. And, um, you know, I, I, those chick tracks, man, from the time I was a, a young kid, um, those were the, the thing, you know, and, and, I don't have anything against Jack Chick or David David Daniels or, but at the same time, it's like, okay, here's the admonition to those brothers. And then if they're not receiving 
well, not Jack Chick, obviously. He knows he knows now. Yes. Um <laughs> but um you at that point you just have to turn it over to God. And that's exactly. the thing we talked about too, about presenting the gospel. You you keep presenting the gospel, that's all you can do. Plant water, plant water, whatever it is, but he's gonna be the one that gives the increase and he has to be the one that does the teaching. And exactly. if we get too wrapped around trying to convince people, convince right. them, like convince, convince. It's like at, at a certain point, it's like, look, like you're doing, put out the word, write, write the book. And I think it's going to be great. Put it out there. And then at that point, it's like, if somebody asks you a question, you can answer the question, of course, but it's the convincing needs to be done by the Holy spirit. And if exactly. they can't be convinced by the Holy spirit, I certainly can't do it. Um, <laughs> who am I to think that I'm better teacher? And when it says that he does the work, he does the teaching. So exactly anyways um i will say one more a couple more little more about this and we'll, we'll we'll move on from there um yeah i don't i don't know when this book will be released it's gonna take me uh, quite a while um i know that because there's i had the, the lord keeps showing me so every time i open up the bible now i just i'm seeing something new every single time now um but again it's just it's amazing so I, I have to take a lot of notes and i have to continually go through this research because it's, it's ever growing i will say this though and uh, kind of keep you guys uh excited in anticipation and i don't know what this is maybe this is maybe it's just me because i'm excited but i i have a feeling this book is gonna stir up some real real controversy not not like that i mean obviously this book is already the Robinson country has already kind of created its own little inner fighting i've seen a little bit but i'm i mean i think this book i'm working on and like i said maybe it's just me being excited but i do from from believe this book i'm gonna come is gonna really get out there and rattle some rattle some cages i don't know but i think it, i'm gonna i'm gonna try and push it a little hard this time because i want to get the true god out there um yeah. but to, to this point also as i'm in my research and brian uh brother brian Denninger did a video of this he kind of alluded to this he showed a thing with john calvin giving a correct uh, a good quote about the godhead mm -hmm. as i'm finding in my research a lot of these early church fathers i'm starting to find that a lot of them were being taken out of context and a lot of them are being painted to teach something that they didn't. Huh. Um, and I'm actually finding quotes. I have I have to do more research. As I've only mm -hmm. done, I've only done a little into that aspect. I'm still kind of reading more of the modern type of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm starting to kind of get into the more, you know, early writings. Because like I said, I'm getting into a lot of like the mythologies and the paganism stuff. But as I'm already finding, I'm already finding some of these early church fathers. They're actually making quotes and statements similar to ours. And you don't hear those quoted too often. Yeah. You know, and and so if I have a feeling in this, and who knows, the Lord will lead me to this research. I have a feeling that I'm going to, I don't know, but I have a feeling I'm going to find the smoking gun on something. Because I, I have a feel, I have a sick feeling that the, that especially among the Catholics, they've been giving us a bunch of these, these quotes and they've just taken these, these church fathers and they've taken the, these 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 quotes and mm -hmm. that have been misleading when in reality they also said this you know and yeah well if i can prove if i can prove that that'll shed a whole new light on all things and i'm not going to dogmatically to say that yet but i i do have some quotes where i've i've seen it where they've been they've been alluding to it so i'll leave you with that and anticipation uh do pray for me everyone on that book uh, amen the Lord, show me more things and 
I mean, it's gonna be a lot. I'm, I'm super excited. I mean, I'm, I'm working on like illustrations. Really? I can't tell. I can't tell that you're super excited about this at all. By the way, (laughs) (laughs) no, I know, man. It's, it's a good thing. Uh, I'm not gonna despise it at all. That's great. I'm doing illustrations. There's gonna be pictures in there with diagrams. I'm not drawing God. I'll make that clear. Yeah. Not. I will not do that. But I'm drawing other stuff to show represent some things so it's 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 excited exciting so like i said everyone just uh, please pray for me in that and we'll see how it goes i the goal is to have it ready by the end of the year but i highly doubt that's gonna i highly doubt that's gonna happen it's probably gonna be sometime next year but i'll see what i can do i'm, I'm trying to work as fast as i can with what the lord gives me amen amen well i i'm i'm excited as well and um in just in the short amount of time that i've known you i've I told you there last night that um, it, and I told my wife this as soon as we got done talking last night. I said it was such an uplifting thing. I'm so thankful, and this is not a, you know, obviously to do with you. Um, it's what Christ is doing in you, you know, and and through you. Um, but the the fact to see somebody that's young but zealous and and going after and searching the scriptures and everything like that, and it's it's really encouraging to see because it's, it's a, it's a rarity. It, it really is. Um, so, well, yeah. And we, we talked about that last night that it's just, I, it's so encouraging to see. And I, you know, I'm not an old man by any stretch of the imagination. You know, I turned 38 here in a couple months, but man, I and mean, people heard my testimony in my last, uh, my last live stream, but of, of where I was at, at your age. And um, it's shameful for me. Um, because I lost so many of those good years where, you know, I wasn't married yet. Um, I had all this and I just wasted it. I squandered it. And, um, so it's good to see somebody that's not squandering it. And, um, and I pray for you daily. Uh, I pray for all the brethren on here. Um, we, we mentioned a few things last night, why, why I've been praying. And I sent you and, uh, I think Tim an email about that. It's just because it's going to be so difficult and like i told you last night right writing this book and you're saying man people are gonna it's gonna stir up a lot of stuff well in acts here where um paul is there he's stirring up some things just by giving the word of god so if you give the word of god it's it's gonna hit people and oh, sure. they're gonna Always. you know start doing as the pharisees you know ripping their clothes and and crying out and wanting to rip him apart and he's like i'm paraphrasing of course he's like look all i'm doing is just giving you the things that i've been given I, I don't know what else to tell you. Sorry. You know, like, why are you getting mad at me? I'm the messenger. Um, but of course it's always going to be that way. So, um, I'll be praying for you in that endeavor. I, you know, again, um, man, what, a, if there's, well, I'll already say if there's, if there's single good Christian, uh, ladies out there, <laughs> not JT necessarily, but somebody like that, if you are a young person, in searching for what God would have for you, don't settle and especially don't settle for something that God doesn't want for you and um, make sure they're zealous for the Lord. Make sure that they are rooted and grounded and um, um, it'll be a good thing for you. So um, with that, um, so we went an hour and a half and um, I think we got in most of the stuff we wanted to talk about. It's been great. But let's just go for another, let's say, half an hour, maybe, potentially. And um, what I want to do now, um, leave the Bible open here. What I want to do now is that uh, anybody that's on here, um, a lot of people, obviously, 
maybe know you a little bit. Uh, they've been around you, have, have fellowship with you, but uh, me not as much. So if there's any questions or even questions for JT or anything that we've talked about tonight, um, I think we just leave it open for a little bit of uh, open discussion and fellowship. And if we want to talk about um, anything that's been mentioned here or if there's any kind of questions, we'll just leave it open for that. Sounds great. Um, I will have to say, though, I will have to read out people's questions. So um, because obviously with a with an audio podcast, it's really hard for us to just like start answering a question and you yeah. know, nobody sees it. So um, I'm trying to search back through here a little bit to see if there was anything that was kind of mentioned. If you see something that uh, you want to kind of bring out, just go ahead and bring it up. But, um, and I think the live streams have been going pretty good, uh, testing this out. We had a little bit of difficulty last night getting some things going. Oh, by the way, thank you, brother Tim. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And I mean, He'll be like, well, I didn't really do anything, but like just just hear him talking, saying like maybe it's on your end over there, brother Mike, and um, and then I was just think, well, maybe I checked something, so I went through all the settings on my end because we were just hearing an echo on uh, brother JT's end, um, and it was really strange. We were hearing the echo on his end, so we thought it was on his end, uh, as far as like something was set up. You know, uh, Jake, Jacob was in underneath his you know his desk and was like pulling out different things, and we just couldn't get it. And then when um, just talking about being on my end and I was like, you know, it was probably something that I messed up and then uh, it did and we got it fixed. So thank the Lord for that. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Let's I'm just start two questions right here. Okay. Yeah. Um, question comes here. Or I'll go ahead and answer if you don't mind. Go ahead. Um, question here comes from uh, Omar Gonzalez. He asked, did Lester Roloff uh, believed in the Godhead or Trinity? Let me get back to you on that. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I've heard good stuff of Lester, Lester Roloff. Um, so I don't know. I, I will I will research that. That's uh, you know, that's the thing too. Uh, that's it's gonna be the another interesting thing why my research keeps growing because so many of these people, it's like you start finding out more of their quotations actually sound like the truth, and you're like, okay, well, how far do you keep taking the research? So um, I'll now, but you mentioned I will check into to Lester Roloff because as upon my research, I've found more people, and I've shown this on camera, that believe like we do. Because people try to make it, it the controversy online is people they, they try to make it oh oh it, it, it's a Brian Denlinger doctrine. Don't give me a break, people. No, it's not. There's yeah. some people that believe that. The problem is just first of all, people aren't very vocal about it. Secondly, the the philosophy and all the traditions. Thirdly, uh, just let's face it, a lot of people are very cowardly on the issue. They just because again that that church income goes way down, you know, um, yeah. which is which is which is a darn shame. Because and that's my my point to people, and that's going to be a, a point in my book. I'll say this: it's like, okay, folks, to you to the safe Christian out there, you know who Jesus Christ is. You know who what he claimed to be. You know what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. So let me can you can you imagine? Just can you imagine for a second? You stand before. Jesus Christ, so the judgment seat of Christ, and obviously we're all gonna have our we're all, we're all gonna have stuff to burn up, all of us, yeah, no doubt. But let, 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 let's just kind of put put this the thought in people's minds. It's like, what sounds worse? You, you're you were something gets burned up because you you were struggling with the flesh, or you got works that burn up because you denied the very person that saved you. Mm. Let that one sink in for a second. You know what I mean? And that's why the people again, it's like. So why would you do that? Look, I mean, look, and I'll say, I'll publicly admit this too. And I've 
talked with Brother Brian in great de detail about this stuff. Um, I believe when he started bringing out a lot of the stuff, he clarified some questions that I had because once I started getting away from a lot of the other stuff, I started doing my own. I'm gonna read the scriptures for what say. I started noticing stuff that like, oh, hold on, this Trinity thing don't don't make sense. This mm -hmm. this this contradicts it. It can't work. And I saw a lot of Brian stuff, and he cleared up that issues for me. Um, Including videos, um, but I even I said I was still very cowardly on the issue. I was just kind of like, well, you know, I don't really make a big deal about this. Let's just kind of keep it down a little bit because because it was drawing a lot of fuss. Mm. And I I and I admitted this publicly, and I said this to Brian too. But then I kept, but I still kept studying because I knew what the word of God said. And I kept studying, I kept studying the issue out. And then what did it for me was this what was this this um, study I did. You can check it out on my channel. It's a long study, but the glory of the Lord. That study did it for me. I was like, no, no, no. Not only is this a salvation issue, it's just like it's it, as plain as it could be. You know, how have I not seen this? You know, you know, it's just it's just all over the place when you when you get right down to it. Um, yeah, I, so, I mentioned that before, like to you, that one of the first videos I actually watched of yours was the glory of the Lord, and I was just like, whoa, and it was it was amazing. Like I, I'm still trying to like dissect a lot of that stuff, and um, you know, God really showed you a lot of things on that that. Boy, I just had not even even seen before, and uh, through the power of the Spirit, you know that He's teaching me more and more about His Word. So, uh, man, Amen. that's a that's a that's a very good video to watch. It it is long, so I break it up into chunks, <laughs> right. but it's uh it's it's good. It's real good. So, well, I'm glad, I'm glad you like it. Another question: uh, Someone said, uh, "B and W asks, is street preaching required for salvation?" Uh, absolutely not. No. Uh, there's no there's no prerequisite for street preaching. Um, you don't have to do street preaching to be saved, nor do you have to hear street preaching to be saved. That um, just it is what it is. Let's see what. Brian Hall Harlow asks a good question. Um, he asks, how does the man, uh, in quotes, how does the man Christ Jesus fit into the Godhead in 1 Timothy 2, 5? For there was one God and one man between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Well, and this is something, again, another point I'll be discussing in my book, and I still need to do my uh, my study of this a little further. But the way I would answer is right now, because, again, um, when Jesus Christ, again, um, again, he's he's always been in the flesh. Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. But, um, when he did come to this earth, he, when, he, when he came with this sinful flesh, um, still in the flesh, but just now the type of flesh has changed now to the sinful flesh. Um, um, obviously, he died for our sins uh, on the cross and all those different things. But now through him, when you um, – and, and again, I, 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 I'm not prepared for this. I'd have to, I'd have to find the scriptures because he, he gets into this stuff in John. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, I, I, I'm drawing blanks in the scriptures, but he kind of gets into this stuff in – chapters five and six and i think 12 a little bit he gets into a little of this stuff but um you know he and and, and uh, even I know, I know hebrews gets into this because you've covered this in hebrews brother michael but about, about being the mediator um you know because again um when you see jesus christ he's that man that that when you um well i'm trying to say the best way i can without being without being without being confusing well um, I, I would say um too that um here's here's a good way to look at it so he came in the flesh to be that mediator because um of the blood so through the lineage of david obviously because of prophecy he had to come as the man christ jesus 
but he didn't have the sin nature because he wasn't of he was conceived of the Holy Ghost, as it says there, I believe in Matthew. Um, so that's that's why the man Christ Jesus, I mean, because that's it's still he still was in bodily form. He still was Jesus all the way from the beginning. The in the you know, he was the word at the beginning, just like John one one says. Um, but at the same time, he had to redeem mankind by coming as man. And, um, this, you know, the mediator is, is that, you know, when we, we, when it only talks about the blood of, of Jesus, you know, the blood of Jesus is not our blood because, because we come through by one man's, uh, sin entered into the world. So it was necessary for the man, Christ Jesus to come and take away the sins of the world. And, uh, which he was still God. Um, he was fully God, but at the same time, fully man. If you know, and it's, it's hard for us to even understand, right? Because it, it's taken by faith. And I covered this when I talked about the Godhead too. Sure. A lot of these things, we brethren, we just won't have our brain completely wrapped around because it is of faith. At the end of the day, these things are of faith. And it's hard for us in our in our own flesh because we want to know. We want to have the, all the answers. But at the at the same time, we can get more, I guess we would say, answers because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. As we study the Word of God more, our faith can build. But at the end of the day, it's still by faith. Always about faith. Yep. Because we can't... <laughs> We can't know these things, all these things, because he's a sovereign God and, and he's infinite and he exists in in the past, in the present, in the future at the same time because he's God. And we can't fathom that. We can't wrap our brain around it. We can also, it's really hard to wrap your brain around how he's fully God. You know, like he, he's fully God, but he's also fully man. Well, he had to become as a man, Christ Jesus, in order to shed his blood um, because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins so i mean that's that's a it's a way of trying to uh answer brother uh harlow there from the from the oh, word of god i just thought I, it, it, it just hit my brain because mm -hmm. um, um the some of the study notes that i gave to brother brian of uh, prime uh, denninger um he's going to be covering some of this stuff um i because I, I came across this in this the lord showed me this about this because it, it's great i was telling you about this a little bit last night brother michael um, about how the sun, when you, in scripture, the sun is a reference to the body. And I gave him the study notes to prove this. Because mm -hmm. um, I, I wanted to find verses where it explicitly says so. And so it'll cover some of that. Because again, about, because that, that's the thing about people in his um, humanity is they, they would say that he had his own soul and spirit. Well, hold on. Where does the scripture actually say that? Where did it say that was part of the humanity? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I actually went through a lot of different stuff there. Um, cause I was asked that question by a brother. Um, cause he just said, you know, we, we were talking through that, but I wrote out. Yeah, here it is. So look up these verses here, brother. Um, when you get a chance, um, you, we don't necessarily have to do it tonight, but right, when it talks about, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go fire away. But, uh, John 14, 17. If we, th if we think that Jesus Christ, the man Christ Jesus, had his own spirit, that's going to violate and contradict these scriptures right here, okay? Gotcha. John 14, 17, Romans 8, 9, Galatians 4, 6, Philippians 1 and verse 19, 
1 Peter 1 and verse 11, all of 1 John 4, okay, just all of it. And then Revelation 1, the whole entire chapter, Revelation 2, and Revelation 3, okay? The first three chapters of the book of Revelation, look up those things, and um, let's just, I'm going to turn to one real quick. Um, Let's turn to John, no, let's turn to Romans 8, 9. So let's go, you know, because a lot of people want to talk about, well, that's in John. Let's go to the Apostle Paul, who revealed the mystery. A lot of the different things that could not be revealed, or they didn't see in the in the past. Romans 8 and verse 9. Uh, here it is. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of, what does it say there? Christ. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. He is none of his. And if Christ be in you, uh-oh. So whose spirit do we have in us? The spirit of Christ. So as Paul said later on, you know, that, you know, Christ in me. Yep. Okay. The body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Who is the way, the truth, and the life? The spirit is life. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, wait a minute. Well, how's that possible? So there's two different spirits there? No, sir. There's one spirit. That's it. Amen. And so, and he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. So whose spirit dwelleth in us? The spirit of Jesus. Well, how can they be? Well, I don't understand. I don't either. And by the way, on that video, when I talked about Jesus teaches his disciples, the biblical Godhead, I say, I don't know a lot because I, I, I don't know, but I have faith in that, that we have the spirit of Christ. And so whether no there's not two different spirits jesus christ the incarnate you know when he was he came born of a virgin uh you know there's there's no extra spirit there because i would ask the question well okay if the man christ jesus died uh, i believe it's um ecclesiastes talks about the spirit leaving the body in return, you know, Job, I think, talks about the spirit returning from whence it came, you know, so, yeah. yep. so the spirit, the spirit of the man, Christ Jesus is just kind of is up in heaven somewhere. I, I'm not quite, I'm not quite that's, grasping that's that. That's what always, um, uh, I'm amused by when people they get into that, because I used to believe that as well, but I'm like, well, hold on, wait a second, when he died, then he went all after the resurrection, well, what happened? Are you, are you then, then saying that Jesus Christ then has his own body, soul, spirit, because that then leaves the father. Because then the logical conclusion at that point is to say, well, then he must have his own by soul and spirit. That's the logical conclusion you have to come to because of the, of the scriptures of the Old Testament talk about, you know, how I, you know, I will, you know, which says, you know, like in whom my soul is well pleased, I will send my spirit from the Father. Well, is that Jesus then, or is that or is the Father's own separate person? So then, right, that's the conclusion you come to, and that's why that's wrong. When you see, when it talks about people, when, and, and as Brian will show us in the scriptures and I'll cover in the book, when it talks about how he sent, the, how the father sent the son, it's talking about how he sent his body to be the sacrificial lamb. That's how it fulfills Genesis 22 verse 8. God should provide himself a lamb for the burnt offering. Mm-hmm. He couldn't do it. That's the father. He couldn't do that unless he sent the son, which is the body. Right. And it, and it's the, as Brother Harlow was saying, you know, he's like, 
Um, it's all right, you know, Brother Harlow. He says, "Sorry, didn't mean to ask such a tough question." Well, <laughs> when you're talking about the, the talking about the nature of God, and they're all tough questions. Um, but you can't get around that. But um, we focus on the Son of God, but the, that Jesus Christ is also the Son of Man. That's that's absolutely correct. He's the Son of Man. Which, by the way, I think what was that Daniel seven that you were showing me last night about the yeah um, about the Son of Man and some of the okay. But um, read that chapter. yeah, read that chapter. Read that um, chapter. And then uh, just one more and um, uh, talking about whether or not Jesus had a separate spirit and a soul and so forth and so on. Um, uh, John 14, 17. So turn over there real quick. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth them not neither knoweth him, but ye know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Now, with that being said, so Jesus Christ said, I will come to you just right there. I, the very next verse, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you now. So did Jesus, the, the man Christ Jesus have his own spirit that he sent. And then we're also redeemed by God's spirit. And, and I no, yeah, the spirit of Jesus, exactly. The spirit of Jesus. Okay. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. It said a lot of times when, you know, the Pharisees were trying to trip him up that he perceived in his, in his spirit, like basically understood what they were thinking already because it was the Holy Spirit. And that's the same perception that we can have if we let the Holy Spirit teach us so we can see those things. Let this mind be in you. Brethren, we have the mind of Christ. Christ Jesus the spirit of Christ, the spirit of Jesus that was dwelling with them at that time. That's why I use the word dwelleth so much in that last study I did on uh, Jesus teaches his disciples, the biblical Godhead, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him for he dwelleth with you. What do you mean he dwelleth with you? Had the, had the spirit been sent into the world? Is it acts two all of a sudden? No, he was already on the earth he dwelled with them and look at the very next thing he says and shall be in you we when we are quickened we receive all the holy spirit will ever get whose holy spirit god's well i thought you just said it was jesus holy spirit yep can i fully explain all that yeah good luck and that's what i said i, I you can't fully explain it i have faith in it because that's what god's perfect word says Right. And so, you know, and, and to add, I'll, I'll say one more thing, and I will move on. Go ahead. And Romans chapter one. This is how Romans chapter one opens up. It says, "Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called the apostle, separate unto the gospel of God." This is the gospel here, mm -hmm. which he had promised before by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning concerning his Son Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. There, so there's the Son of Man. Yep. Verse four, and declared to be the Son of God. Now he and his actual, you know, glorious body, you know, um, he could be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Yep. So a lot of those things, like uh, I like the video that Brian came out with, and somebody asked him the question: Who went down into paradise? Who went down into Abraham's bosom? Who who was that? Well, it was Jesus. Well, the man Christ Jesus was laying in that tomb, but. The Holy Spirit, or whoever, it doesn't matter, <laughs> went down to paradise and preached 
it can it can claim thought it not robbery to be equal with God because he was God fully all the fullness and so any of the things that makes up the Godhead can claim to be the other one and not be a contradiction and it'll blow your brain apart okay if you try to dwell and ponder those things in our own wisdom because you will never get there you will drive yourself literally crazy trying to think about it that's why brother the problem with all these books i'm reading they all do that exactly and it mixes your head up and you're like well i can't okay i just go by faith and what the perfect word of god says and that's the simplicity of the gospel and that's the simplicity of god's word if we let the holy spirit teach so um in six, I've seen Brother Brian Harlow quoted a bunch of scriptures that further add to this. First John 1, 2, for the life was manifest, and we have seen it, and we're witness. And she went to you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and, man- and was manifest unto us. First John 3, 5, and we know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. And ver- uh, same chapter, verse 8, he that commits sin is of the devil, for the devil sins from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil, you know? Yeah. And yeah, and then that's the interesting part of the Godhead because on the earth it was the Son of Man, but he was still the Son of God, you know. And yeah. chapter four, verse nine, and this was manifest the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that, that, that we might live through him. So just it's just an amazing study, needless to say. <laughs> yeah, and brother Brian uh Harlow there is is going in first John, and like I said, um when it talks about the spirit of Jesus, that's why I said just pretty much all of first John four. Um and then those are great verses in first John there as well. And three, because here's something really interesting that, you know, who, what better, um, subject matter expert, let's just say than the apostle John, because who got to an I John saw just like Ezekiel and just like Isaiah, he saw him high and lifted up. Right. And he yep. was like, I, John, saw. John knew Jesus Christ, and it said, like, it, we've handled, uh, and I think that's in First John as well, we've yeah, handled, yeah. yeah, and so he, and so that's why I like going to uh, the, the Gospel of John, and then also First John, but you go in the book of Revelation, and then now all of a sudden you're going back to Isaiah, and you're going all throughout the Bible, and it all matches up it all lines up because it's not a man-made document it is a holy spirit inspired document that we have to take by faith and so exactly and that's what talks about in first Thessalonians 2 13 yeah if and and so many people and that's my thing too with these king james bible you know believers how much of it do you really believe because that's why this truth on the godhead because you start inserting stuff that's just not there hmm that that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that, that you're not that doesn't mean like oh that you're lost now. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying though, you're still gonna be I mean, believe me, the Godhead is already a mystery as it is. And we're never we will never grasp it. It's all like you said, by faith, by faith, by faith. Yeah. However, though, you can still learn from what is said about him. But the problem is some of the scriptures that we that, that that we've just talked about here tonight, most people don't even know what we're talking about because mm. they've inserted these little little pet doctrines and they refuse to let go of them. It's what it's what it says on First Samuel fifteen verse twenty three. You know, for rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft, and and uh, yeah, rebellion is rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft, and um, I just forgot. 
Let me look so I get it right. Uh, 1 Samuel 15, verse 23 says, and it fits in perfectly. 1 Samuel 15, 23 says, Rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft and stubbornness. It is as, is as iniquity and idolatry. Because, because that one has rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected it from being king. And you look at that for instruction righteousness, even though that's directed towards Saul, use that for instruction righteousness. If you, if you reject the word of the Lord and you just won't accept what it says, well, then guess what? He he can't show you what he wants to show you, you know? Yeah, and it's interesting in that verse, too, where it talks about idolatry. Oh, yeah. Because, the you know, when Paul first mentions the, uh, or he's, it's in Acts, it's talking about idolatry. Yep. Um, it, the first time God had is even mentioned in the Bible. And um, it's based upon idolatry. And the yeah, idolatry it, it, comes in. I came across this. I think about it. Every time the word God has mentioned, it's always in context dealing with, with philosophy and idolatry. Yeah, of course. Because, brother, as going through Hebrews, now we're in, in uh, chapter 11. But it's always, there's, there's two options in this world. It's either God's way or man's way. See, Abel brought a more perfect sacrifice. Why? Because of obedience to what God had said to do. Cain wanted his own way. And God was not didn't even recognize it and that's where the obedience comes in abraham obeyed and so um boy we're we are we could go on for a long time on this I'm a saying, very i'm looking at the clock we've, we've reached two hours you know, we've reached it and i said i was perfectly fine with that uh, for tonight um it's been great brother i i cannot tell you um how encouraging it is to see and thank you so much for joining me on 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 this channel tonight uh, I'm glad we, we got to do it. We it, All the timing worked out and all the things worked out. And um, and praise be to God for that because uh, everything worked itself out. And so um, may this be the first of many, Lord willing, uh, where we can yep. um, get together. Um, any of the brother and uh, brethren out there that want to try to reach out, again, um, you can hit me up on Facebook. At uh, let this mind be in you ministries podcast or no let this mind be in you ministries and then you can also check out the audio on um, let this mind be in you ministries podcast on all those things that i mentioned at the beginning podcast.com um, iHeartRadio, and uh, apple podcast and so tonight we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and finish it off because it's two hours in but it's also on the east coast here it's also 11 o'clock and so um Anyways, we got to get up uh, early in the morning tomorrow, so um, I'm going to let everybody go here tonight, but thank you, everybody that joined in the live stream. Um, great questions. If we didn't get to your questions, um, do me a favor. Hit me up on ltmbiy at yahoo.com, or uh, you can talk to Brother JT. And um, Yeah, for any questions you have me, just uh, you can comment on my channel or just email me at sinners2repentance at aol.com. SinisterPensAWOL.com, and I will I will try to get back to your email. Yeah. I will publicly admit I am terrible with emails, so if I don't get back to you right away, forgive me. But I will try to answer your question. Yeah. Yeah. Same here, brother. So um thank you for all the brethren and um uh, and uh, sisters out there that joined us tonight. I, I really appreciate it. Um, you know what I, I tell you what, before we end tonight, I, I'm gonna end on the word of prayer and uh, I'm gonna pray for everybody out there, and then I also wanna just uh, pray specifically um, that we stay 
um, rooted and grounded in God's word, and we continue to hold the Bible, the King James Bible, as the final authority, the only authority that we'll ever use. Yeah, I like yours. I like mine. The note takers, by the way, Brother Harlow, the note takers from uh, local church Bible publishers. The note takers, I love it. But uh, let's finish off with a word of prayer, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up for tonight. And um, again, Brethren, sisters out there, so much. Uh, this encouraged me to see so many people on here tonight, and um, um, it was it was an encouragement to me, and um, so I appreciate it so much. And let's go to the word. Um, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and uh, we'll finish it off. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for tonight. Thank you for uh, this young brother here that uh, is seeking to uh, do your will and to give his life to you. Lord, it's encouraging to see at such a young age. But for any age, Lord, help us to be more rooted and grounded. Help us to proclaim the word of God. Help us to hold it as the only authority in our lives to reject man's traditions, philosophies, and any other thing that gets in the way. And Lord, help us to just, just go to you alone. And, um, and Lord, thank you for the opportunity to fellowship. Thank you for the brethren and the sisters that joined tonight. And uh, Lord, I, I just pray that we all just get established and be good ambassadors for you. Lord, you, you kept us in this world. You, you saved us, but you didn't take us home. You sent us into this foreign country and told us to just proclaim your word and to be good ambassadors. Lord, help us through the power of your spirit to be exactly that and to walk worthy of the vocation that job you have given us. We ask all these things in your precious name. Amen. And amen. amen. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. Um, it, it was good, good to go. And uh, God bless you all. And uh, we'll end it there. God bless.